She's the only Republican mom running for president. Ambassador Nikki Haley joins us today to talk about her run for the presidency. Nikki will address the top issues facing moms and share her hope-filled message for America. That's coming up next. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, special guests tackle the issues facing the moms of America today. Discussions include personal stories and advice on how moms can build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their homes and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Krulitis, your host, and thank you once again for stopping by the Moms for America podcast. We're always so glad that you're here with us every week. Uh, right here on the top of the show, as always, moms, I do invite you to like, subscribe, and share. Um, this is how we communicate with you. This is how you'll get all our updates, and um, this is how we share the news and the information that we have. So please go ahead, like, subscribe, and share. We also want to ask our moms here right on the top of the show, if you are not a part of Moms for America, would you please join the movement? Um, we are a special group of moms from all across the country uniting together to fight for faith, family, freedom, and the Constitution. That's what we do here at Moms for America. So would you please join us? How do you join us? Real simple. You go to momsforamerica.us and you fill out the form, join our newsletter, and then you are a part of our community. So. We'd love to have you. Also, if you have an idea or a topic for our podcast, would you please email me at podcast at momsforamerica.net. I would love to hear from you. Um, any topics or uh, feedback, we always love to hear from our moms because we love our mamas. Alrighty. Well, on to today's show. This is going to be awesome. I'm so excited that we've got some of the presidential candidates coming by our podcast. Well, let me tell you about today. So Nikki Haley knows what it's like to be an outsider, right? She was born in South Carolina to Indian immigrants. Her mama, her special mama, instilled a love for America in her heart. Well, she went on to be a representative in South Carolina, and Nikki fought both of the parties there when they voted to increase their own taxpayer-funded benefits. Well, as retaliation, the Republican leadership blackballed her in an attempt to ruin her career. Well, you know what Nikki did? <laughs> she responded by running for governor, and she won. She became not only the youngest governor in the country, but also the first minority female in America. Pretty impressive, huh? Well, in 2016, she left her governorship when President Donald Trump nominated her to serve as the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. Well, this is going to be a great podcast because she announced her bid to run for president of the United States, and she is stopping by to chat with us. All right, moms, this is so exciting. We have Ambassador Nikki Haley on the Moms for America podcast to chat with us about all the issues. Thank you, Ambassador, for joining us today. Oh, listen, I'm so excited. Whenever I can talk to a group of girlfriends, there's nothing more fun than that. So thank you. And it's Nikki. Those are moments in time. You can call me Nikki. All right. Well, thank you, Nikki. I appreciate that. Um, and again, we're so glad to have you here. When you talk about uh, chatting here with your girlfriends and the sisters and the mamas, can you tell us a little bit about your family? Um, we love to get to know everybody's um, family, their tribe. 
Oh, I am very blessed. So my husband, um, I just dropped him off a few days ago at four in the morning for another year long deployment. He's a combat veteran. He served in Afghanistan. He's now gone for another year. Um, so timing is um, quite interesting on that, but we're so proud of him. And I have a daughter who uh, just got married and she is a nurse at the Children's Hospital in Greenville, South Carolina. And I've got a son who's gonna be a senior in college. And I take care of my parents, they live with us. Um, they are 87 and 89. And I have two sweet little dogs that are Labradoodles, um, Bentley and Rio. Wow, that's a great wrap up. I feel like I got a chance to really know you and your family. And thank you to your husband and um, hello to your grandparents and to your kids. And I mean, this is really um, quite the family. I don't know how you're running for president in the midst of all this, but um, God must be giving you the extra stamina that you need. But you know, it's what we do. It's what it we do every day. We balance, we prioritize, we focus. And what I've always found is, I, you know, I've said it when I was governor, if I'm a good wife and a good mom, I'll be a good governor. If I'm a good wife and a good mom, I'll be a good ambassador. If I'm a good wife and a good mom, I'll be a good president. You know, you always put your family first. You always yeah. make sure your priorities are right and everything else falls into place after that. Yeah, so true. So true. And we do, we juggle it all as moms. Um, let's just talk about you being obviously the only female, a mama running for president. Um, all this on your plate, you talk about juggling it and, 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 and looking forward to, to America for a better place for our children. Um, I just want to say thank you for putting your hat in the race. Well, I think you have to look at, you know, what are moms worried about? I mean, we right. are $32 trillion in debt. We're having to borrow money just to make our interest payments. We feel it when we go to the grocery store. We feel sure it when is. we go to the gas station. You look at education. I mean, Never did I think that schools would be keeping things from parents. I mean, every parent should know exactly what's being said and taught in the classroom. And every parent should be able to decide where their children go to school. You look at crime. Moms are now worried about their children riding their bikes down the street. They're worried about getting carjacked, going to a restaurant. You've got an open border where we are watching 5 million illegal immigrants have crossed the border. We had enough fentanyl cross the border that would kill every single American last year. And so we worry about our kids getting access to an Adderall or something that's laced with fentanyl. And then you look at the national security situation and, you know, did you ever think you'd see a Chinese spy balloon going overhead, looking right back at us? I mean, it's, right. it's a very crazy time. And I think it's a time where, you know, we have one job, one job, and that's to protect our kids, make sure that we raise strong families and give our kids a better life. And I think yeah. that families are nervous right now. And, you know, it's all the more reason why I think it's important. We have to have a new generational leader. We've got to leave that negativity and drama of the past and start focusing on the priorities and solutions to really get our families in the best possible scenario yeah. so that we can be a strong and proud America again. Mm -hmm. Well, you summed up a lot of the questions that I wanted to ask you because it is, it's a scary time right now 
for us as parents. And we look at America and we wonder where will she be? Where is the future for our children? A uh, couple of things that you touched on, I would like to just come back and, and address because these are the main issues that we see from moms all across the country is parental rights in the schools. You touched on it. It is shocking that the schools would hide an agenda, that they feel like they are the parents, that the parents have to step to the side. When they get them from that eight hours, they become the parents. Talk about that and what you would like to see different and how we can change that from Washington. I think if you look, everybody wants to blame COVID for our education system. We had problems with education before COVID. Mm -hmm. I mean, pre-COVID, 67% of eighth graders in our country, we're not proficient in reading or math. Think about that. Two mm -hmm. weeks ago, it came out 82% of eighth graders weren't proficient in history or civics. And now we've had report cards come out on 13 year olds that say we have the lowest reading and math levels we've seen in decades. That's not what our taxpayer dollars are supposed to be going to. That's mm -hmm. not what we expect for our kids. Yet we've got school bureaucrats worrying more saying that they can parent kids better than we have. I've said it before, we have one job. That's Yet nice. we have too many kids undergoing critical race theory, which mm -hmm. if a little girl goes into kindergarten, if she's white, you're telling her she's bad. If she's brown mm -hmm. or black, you're telling her she's never gonna be good enough. She's always gonna be a victim. You've got biological boys playing in girls sports. This mm -hmm. is a serious issue when it, it comes is. to girls. My daughter ran track in high school. I don't even know how I would have that conversation with her. How do we get our girls used to the fact that biological boys are in their locker rooms? Right. You can't. It's horrific. Then, it is really horrific. And then recently you had Johns Hopkins come out and, and the definition of a woman is a non-man. I mean, you're erasing girls. We're supposed to be growing strong girls. And instead, right. we've got a third of our teenage girls last year seriously contemplated suicide. Yeah. We've got to let teachers do their job. Teachers want to just teach. Right now, they're being told to be the guidance counselor, the pastor, the parent, you know, the police officer, everything else. Right. We need to get back to the basics because every other country is watching how our children are falling and we're watching our kids get more into anxiety, depression and stress because of what's being done to them at the schools. And yeah. so we've got to start telling schools, if you're gonna take taxpayer dollars, you have to get out of parenting, you That's have to get out of government control and you've got to start teaching the basics and get back to that. And I'll make sure that that happens. And the pornographic materials. Okay inside the inside the schools too. I mean, this is another big issue for moms. How is this happening? Our moms are going out all across the country, reading at the school boards. We're going to the libraries and we're trying to hold our school, our schools accountable. Can you believe the day that not only like you're saying we'd erase women, we just did a press conference in DC, you know, uh, to protect women's sports, but now we've, you know, we've got this stuff in the classroom. It is invading our kids. I am so proud of our parents. I'm so proud of the ones that have gone to school boards that realize yeah. their voice matters because you have woken up a country by doing this. And I will tell you that what's really important is schools, it is not their place to parent. You know, mm -hmm. they have to go back to what their role is. They are supposed to teach our kids what they need to be successful. Parents and churches decide what they need to learn in terms of their mm -hmm. faith and their conscience and what we want them to know. You know, I, you know, I, I had criticized the, the bill in Florida, the, what they said, don't say gay bill. And the reason I criticized is because it basically said that parents, that schools shouldn't be able to talk to kids 
about um, gender before the age of third grade. And I said, that doesn't go far enough. When I was in school, you didn't have sex ed until seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And even then your parents had to sign a permission slip. And I was, my parents wouldn't sign it. So I was the uncool kid in the classroom next door. Parents should be able to decide when their child hears or learns anything about that. They should be able to decide whether they teach it at home or whether they want them to take a class at school. But this has gotten completely out of control. And the way that we can fix this is, you know, when I was governor, I knew that if a child couldn't read by third grade, they were four times less likely to graduate high school. So we started holding those kids back. We started teaching them reading remediation. We brought in their parents and we set them up for success. But at the same time, I learned that the Department of Education goes down to a state and they say, you know, Department of Education says, if you teach this, we'll give you this much money. If you teach this, we'll give you this much money. If you teach critical race theory, we'll give you this much money. Right. A (laughs) A governor can deny the money. That's why when I'm president, I won't meet with governors once a year. I will meet with governors every quarter. Mm -hmm. And we are going to push down federal roles down to the states, education money, benefits money, healthcare money, and let the states have better control. Let the people of those states have better control over education, parenting, and all of that. We have to reduce the power of the Department of Education and increase the power of parents in our country. Amen, sister. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) I love what you're saying. And the other thing that you mentioned uh, briefly in the beginning too, was the fentanyl crisis, the border, right? Moms want their kids to have a safe place that they can live. And they also want to have good education and all that. And they want to have their rights. But what about this border? What about the fentanyl crisis? What can we do? Um, and what can you do as president? Um, a lot, there's a lot of theories out there on how to address this. I'd love to hear yours. First of all, I want to tell you what I saw at the border because Mm -hmm. I didn't just go and come back. I went 400 miles down that border and you're not ready for what I saw. I mean, these were outside of these ranches, mounds of clothes, mounds of shoes, mounds of paraphernalia, (sighs) rape areas that the women and girls have to go through. I mean, when ranchers get up in the morning, they get their coffee and they go see if anyone died crossing their fence. They pick up whatever little kids were left behind and turn them over to Border Patrol. I met with multiple sheriffs and they said they round up whatever illegal immigrants they can find before 7 a.m., turn them over to Border Patrol. Border Patrol documents them and releases them until their court date years from now. And when I asked Border Patrol about what their job was, they said, you want to know what we do? We're glorified babysitters. They don't let us do our job. Five million illegal immigrants across the border, enough fentanyl to kill every single American. Number one cause of death for adults 18 to 49, fentanyl. And China knows exactly what they're doing. So how do we fix it? The first thing we do is when I was governor, we passed one of the toughest illegal immigration laws in the country. We did a mandatory E-Verify program that said any business had to prove that the person they were hiring was here legally. We will do a national E-Verify program. We will defund sanctuary cities once and for all. We will go back to remain in Mexico because nobody wants to remain in Mexico. Instead of the 87,000 IRS agents going after middle America, we'll put 25,000 border patrol and ICE agents on the ground and let them do their job. And instead of catch and release, we will go to catch and deport. 
Every state has become a border state. We have got to stop what's happening on this border. It is lawless, it it's is. irresponsible, and it's dangerous. And it, it affects is. our schools, our hospitals, and our way of life. We have to stop this and we have to stop it right away. I love what you said about those IRS agents. I mean, wasn't that a crazy, I mean, come on. I guess you, it's almost shocking. It, you almost can't believe what's coming out of Washington right now. I mean, you must be just in awe of, of where we are now and looking at what you could do. Um, it doesn't wanna, have to be this way. It doesn't it have doesn't to be focus. this way. It doesn't have to be this way. This is not rocket science. Moms, what do we do? We right. are problem solvers. We fix what needs to happen. Right. The first thing we should be doing is what do we have to do to um, uh, protect American yes. families, keep them safe, That's allow right. them to have money in their pocket, allow their children to succeed and be educated and move forward. That's it. That's the priorities we should have. Everything else should fall after that. Yet what you see is you've got politicians getting on TV, railing about things that don't fix anything, yet they refuse to get in a room and fix it. What has Congress done for you lately? They haven't done anything. Right. And so what we've got to do is start with leadership at the top that says, this is what we're going to do to fix mm -hmm. our country. This is how we're going to fix it. And guess what? The American people are going to demand it. This should be a time where American people should feel like government right. works for them. Right now, we feel like we work for government. It should not be that way. We've got to change that. I did it as governor. I did it as ambassador. It's time for us to do it for our country. I don't want people to lose faith. We yeah. can do this. America has an amazing ability to self-correct. But I think we've let the guys do it for long enough. It's time that a woman goes in there <laughs> and writes this shit and tells them exactly what needs to happen. This is ridiculous to have all of this distraction and chaos. And I don't think our kids deserve this. They deserve better. And I'm determined to bring it to them. And the culture is so... Um... It, it, it's just the decline is so bad. Morals have been thrown out the windows. I mean, when we have drag queens and um, nude men walking in front of children and performing for children, I know as a mom, again, we cannot believe that this is happening around the country, that the culture, the decay of our values and our morals, that is another huge issue that we have to rise up and we have to set a new standard and we have to set the, the record straight, like you're saying, as moms. Do you remember when we were growing up, how safe we felt, I know. how simple life felt? You get on your bike, right, Nikki? You'd go out for the day and you, you, your mom would say, stop by for lunch. There was no phone. You'd knock on the door. I mean, you could just have fun and you Think weren't about worried it. about it the was, terrorizing kids. It was about faith. Yeah. family and country. Our sure parents is. raised us to be responsible individuals. We went to school school, and we learned what we needed to, to be successful. Right. We went to church and we found our faith yeah. and our conscience. That's right. We could have that again. We shouldn't think we can't, but in order to do that, everybody's got to commit. Mm -hmm. We've got to decide that we are not going to put up with this anymore. We have to say enough is enough. It is time for us to get back in charge. It is time for us to write the shit. No more of having our kids feel vulnerable. I've met with a um, senior and senior girl in high school in New Hampshire recently. 
And she said, literally in every class she goes to, there is a conversation about transgenderism. And she said she felt like she was walking on glass. What are we doing to our kids? I think if there are children that have challenges and their parents are dealing with transgender issues, we should want them to be safe so that we handle those privately. Why are you subjecting that to the majority of our kids? It's a parental issue. Less than 1% of the population quit treating the 99% like they have to save the 1%. They have their own issues of anxiety, depression, and wanting to be successful. We have to start bringing some normalcy back to our country, bringing responsibility back to our country, letting our kids know they can do and be anything Mm -hmm. they want to be without anyone getting in the way, regardless of what their gender is, regardless of what their races, regardless of how they were born and raised. We've got to get back to what it means to have a strong and proud America. That's what my husband's out there fighting for. (laughs) That's what all of our military men and women are fighting for. That's what Americans need to remember. How do we restore this patriotism? I mean, it, it, we teach it in our home here with Moms for America. We believe it's all starts at the, it, it, it starts in your home and ends in your home. So we are restoring patriotism as we teach our children about America and the, the beautiful freedoms that we have here. But this is something we've got to now just bring all across the country too. Because if we don't have kids that love America, we don't have a future. We have to stop the national self-loathing that's taken over our country. The idea that they say America's bad or rotten or racist. I was elected the first female minority governor in history. America's not racist. We're blessed. Our kids need to know to love America. They need to be saying the Pledge of Allegiance when they start school every day. We have to get back to our national purpose and the values that made our country great. We can do this. This goes back to getting back to what's the basics in our country. We know what it means to be an American. My parents reminded me, my brothers and my sister, that even on our worst day, we were blessed to be an American. (laughs) We need to have that conversation again and we can do it. And if there's ever a group that can make that happen, it's moms because we know how to bring heart and strength to anything. We know how to lead with grace and grit, and we know how to raise strong kids. Mm -hmm. Now we have to raise a strong country again. And I know we can do it. We just have to commit to it. If we got every mom Mm. to say enough, Enough. no more whining, no more complaining. Now we get to work. I'm telling you, if you go to NikkiHaley.com, we're going to finish this. We started a Women for Nikki group. We have women in every state in the country, part of this group. It is CEOs. It is stay-at-home moms. It's everyone in between. And they're saying enough. Enough with what's happening on our streets. Enough with what's happening in our schools. Enough with what's happening on our border. Enough with this crazy spending. We're going to take our country back. And I'm convinced the moms of America are going to do it. Love it. That's it. That's a great wrap, Nikki. I know that you've been, uh, you've had some laryngitis and you're out on the road and you just made sure to come by here at Moms for America and talk with us. We're just so impressed on what you're doing and your message and um, that you came by and you had a chance to talk to our mamas. Any, any final words? I mean, you did a great wrap up there. It is the moms all across the country that are going to save America. And you as a mom, the only female running for president, um, Best of luck uh, in your journey. How is it being in, in the crowded field of, of all men, let, let alone your former boss, President Donald Trump? 
You know, I, there's never been a line to the women's bathrooms in any of the jobs I've ever had. So <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. You know, I think that what makes you different makes you stronger. And that's what I focus on. And, you know, I just want to say to all the moms out there, I'm so proud of what we do every day mm-hmm. and what you do every day. Keep balancing, keep prioritizing. You've got this. We all have this and we're going to finish it. We've got a country to save. Um, if you like what I've had to say today, go to NikkiHaley.com, join us, and don't lose faith. We're going to be okay. I have faith in that. We just got to do the work to make it happen. Right. There has to be a big change. America is under attack, and we have got to be the answer. So It's, com- it's coming. All right. Thank you, Nikki. God bless you, and God bless your family. Thank you. God bless you as well. Take care. Thanks. What a great discussion with Nikki. Uh, best of luck to her. Love having the mamas come by and talk about what we need to do and the changes that we can make and how there is hope. There is hope for America. There is hope for our future. And uh, the moms are going to make sure that that happens. And moms, I want to make sure that you are reminded and challenged and are uh, engaged in the election process. Doesn't matter who you vote for, but you need to be casting a vote. Your vote is your voice, right? We're 50% of the population. We are a very powerful um, segment of our population and we do need to be voting. I do want to remind everyone that you can go ahead and stop by our mom vote on momsforamerica.us. Again, that's mom vote on uh, momsforamerica.us and get all the information that you need. It's all educational there about the situations, the uh, topics, the um, categories, uh, the platforms, there's uh, voter guides, there's text messaging. Just make sure that you are voting in these elections. It's very, very important. So again, that's mom vote on momsforamerica.us. Also, when you're there, would you please sign up for our newsletter? Uh, and that's another way that we can communicate with you. We share podcasts or information, all of our events, uh, resources every week there uh, through our newsletter. If you haven't checked out our cottage meetings, that's another encouraging um, inspiring, uh, seminar classes for you. I shouldn't say really classes. It's, it's lessons. It's 12 lessons on Liberty. And it's very, very informative as Nikki and I talked about today. It's the moms that are going to make a difference in their home. So the cottage meetings help you teach about America's principles and its heritage. Uh, what happens at our kitchen table is so important because that is how we raise the next generation of patriots. So check out our cottage meetings, moms, you can do them at home or you can do them online. Uh, Virtually, we have all kinds of information, again, for you, resources at momsforamerica.us. So check out MomVote, sign up for our newsletter, and check out the uh, resources that we have on our website. Moms, we say this every week, that liberty begins at home, and that you, Mom, you are truly the heartbeat of America. You are so special, and your role is so important. Um, So that's why we just come by every week to encourage you. Again, like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your mama friends. I think Nikki had some incredibly inspiring information for us. We'll be back here next week with another inspiring, informative discussion for moms just like you. So uh, I'll look forward to seeing you next week. And most of all, remember this, right? Let's keep changing our world one home at a time. Thanks, moms. Thanks, moms.